Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the 40th edition of the Kingdom of Pod on the Believe Podcast Network on Boise State Football, brought to you by Bet Online. Today, we'll react to Jeremiah Dickey's first big conversation, I think, with uh, Boise State's fans and a lot of other folks. We'll react to the presser calling for full capacity at Albertson Stadium. What does it all mean? And Boise State's football schedule, can you sell it out for the maximum fan attendance now? And can you win on that schedule? And speaking of winning, why are the odds makers not favoring Boise State, not only on the road against Central Florida, but even at home against Oklahoma State? We dive into those three issues, but at the top was Jeremiah Dickey's press conference that was called and there was a lot of speculation, uh, as is normal, because when Boise State calls a press conference, it's not uh, that often. So you never know what kind of news is around the corner and uh, whether it was beer or COVID information or a conference affiliation. It turned out to be that it was an announcement to sort of set the record straight that Albertson Stadium is available for full capacity. We all know that. To me, uh, the real reason that press conference was called is that Jeremiah Dickey and company were concerned that the season ticket number is probably somewhere around the neighborhood of 12,500. And that's half of where it was at nine years ago. Now, you have to wonder, on top of all of this, you know, how many of those 12,500 committed season ticket holders for the 21 season are those that already gave them money for last year and are basically operating at no charge this year. So I'm sure that's a concern as well because they need new money. And getting donations for just operational cash flow, if you talk to people in the business of raising money for athletic departments, is extremely difficult. Uh, putting names on buildings, building new buildings, facilities, things related to the money sports of football and basketball, uh, all popular. And if you look around, uh, a lot of those things have been done. The indoor facility, the coaches' offices, the suites and press box area, all, all things that come with sort of shininess and proud and emotional to put your name attached to it. Uh, but when you go out chasing money to pay your bills just so that you can sustain yourself and grow your program, not as sexy, not as easy, uh, much more difficult. And I, I think that, you know, when you're in this situation and you're coming out of COVID and it's it's been a declining season ticket market and you're trying to propel your football program up into even power five status, uh, you come across some cash flow challenges, which is I know where they are and that's why the brakes, I think, are on for the east side renovation. While the east side renovation could create some good cash flow down the road, uh, it's going to take a lot of money to make more money. 
and the number of title sponsors and names that you'd have to put on the east side of the Albertson Stadium facility is extremely difficult to get done. And so I think they're just judging that, uh, taking a, a temperature of the climate and saying, okay, you know, that's probably not what we need to be doing right now. We need to make sure we can just survive after coming out of uh, COVID. Uh, the press conference to me was all business. And looking at it from Dickey's perspective, you use the media to communicate. You wanted to clear up the issue to any casual observers of Boise State football who may go to a game uh, that don't watch the news, for example, that there's going to be 37,000 seats for sale. And he wanted to tell them that. Uh, I think that at times it's a challenge uh, to use the newspaper, the television news, and radio to get that accomplished because those mediums pretty much are all for diehards and people over 45 years old. So it's a challenge to be in an athletic administration and get your your word out. And, you know, I was you know watching how he presented himself. This is a big time for Jeremiah Dickey to take on Boise State and everything uh, that, that they face. And I think that he spoke to many different people in his presentation, which is 20, 25 minutes. Uh, he certainly spoke to the businesses uh, that are in and around Albertson Stadium who have profited, frankly, from full stadiums in the last 50 years or whatever. And he, he did, I think, want to warn them, basically, that they're turning up the heat and they're going to be calling on you in person, asking you to contribute to Boise State football and that if you profit off of BSU football, we want you to ante up with us. And they had Andy Avalos basically in the wings coming in to say the same thing and talk about how much fans mean to the program. And, you know, that's that's not new territory. I, I think Chris Peterson used to do that. I think Brian Harson did that. Uh, Andy has his own way of doing it, uh, has his own energy, I think, and his own sincerity that he brings to it that's pretty good. And, you know, it's hard to explain you know how important fans are i think it's really tough and especially when you want to explain to folks how important it is for, to keep boise state at the level they're at and even take it to the next level it requires those kinds of fans and and that kind of turnout and unless you have traveled the mountain west conference and went to all these other games you don't really know how special it is and i know that certainly the players and the coaches and administrators have done so and so uh, they are really aware of how special it is well speaking of special times and how special things are bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action and it's a pretty special time right now with the NBA playoffs. So why don't you go check out some of their great prop bets, uh, the odds. They've got you covered for the news, the scores, the odds. As I said, it's the best way to place your bets. It's free to sign up. So get over there to betonline.ag. Use your mobile device to sign up right now, and you'll get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll talk more about Boise State's schedule plus why they're not favored to beat Central Florida or even Oklahoma State. But I guess just a couple of other observations uh, on the presser. Uh, I think it is a critical time for, you know, close observers of the program. They're getting a feel for what now Jeremiah Dickey has been able to assess and what direction he wants to take them in. And it's extremely important, frankly. And I, I think that, 
one thing will be obvious to all of us as we continue to move forward is that, in my opinion, we can't wait to stop talking about COVID and masks. <laughs> and just, I'm not saying disrespect it. I'm not saying not pay attention or honor it and, and be in, engaged. But let's just move on. And let's remember our responsibilities. Wear them when we have to. We can come back. All those things. But certainly not dwelling on it. And I'm not saying Dickie did it, but I can tell they would love to get past that era and time. And I think a lot of people will and are, and we're just ready to get back uh, to it. Uh, I did pick up on the fact that he said that he's using prayer, hope, and faith that Albertson Stadium is going to sell out six times and he's guaranteed it. Well, you know, that's different really than getting him to show up. There's a lot of ways you could sell out six football games. You can load up your corporate sponsors with tickets, but you want people to use them. You don't want all those no-shows. Uh, there are some challenging games on that schedule to sell out, namely those in November against Wyoming and New Mexico, just in case those two teams are not having good years or uh, Boise State's not in the New Year's Day 6 race in November or there's bad weather. Uh, all of those factors can play into uh, not having a chance really to sell those games out in terms of just letting the market demand dictate it. Now, if Dickey wants to take them into his own hands and and sell them and, or, or, or get them out there and sell them out in any other way he can, well, that that's a different issue. Uh, the question uh, that he asked that was picked up on uh, by, I think, fans is why can't we sell out a football game? Well, it, that doesn't really match up well when we ask that question with we won't live with excuses. Because when we ask the question, why can't we sell out a game, you're going to get a lot of answers. And I know that there are probably 10 to 15 people or more that sit around offices at, at Boise State thinking about this concept weekly, daily, all the time. How can we sell out? Why can't we sell out? Game time, ticket prices, blah, 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 all that stuff. So you know they're putting in that kind of work as well. And he reminded us that he works in an unrealistic business. Um, so I can sense that he's he's got his own style and he's got a sincerity about him that's going to resonate in time. But right now he has so many business initiatives in front of him that it's hard to be too ultimately lighthearted when he's looking at, if it's true, 12,500 season ticket holders. I'd start using words like outbound and institution and process and outreach and activation. Fans don't want to hear that. But that's one thing I've noticed about a lot of athletic department people across the country that get into these uh, public press conference settings. Uh, they start talking to so many different people. So think about it this way. We're going to call a press conference to talk to the fans. What do we want to tell the fans? That the stadium's full capacity. What if fans want to hear beyond that? Oh, how good are we going to be? Uh, they want to see you jacked up. They want to hear motivation. They want to get fired up. They want pride. They, they want to know how big things are. And I see a lot of administrators in college athletics get in these settings. Coaches do. I thought Harson did this as a lot. And when they give these press conferences... The fans are included in there, but they're also talking to the media people. They're also talking to business partners. They're also speaking to the booster. They're also trying to motivate the season ticket holder. They're also talking directly to their employees, or they're trying to placate the president 
or other coaches outside of their own coaching area like football or basketball. So the audience gets so big that they take these opportunities to communicate to all these different people, all these different audiences, and I think that it's a challenge. And I just think it's it's difficult to get too ultimately pumped up when you're asking for operational donations and you're saying, we're going to hire a sales staff that's going to go out there and get it, so expect us to come. We're not living with excuses. We need to sell out every game. Why can't we do it? I mean, all of this, there's a lot of business issues here. And <laughs> you'd have to just get in Jeremiah Dickey's shoes. Uh, extremely challenging job. And he was fully aware of this. And uh, I think everybody hopes that they can have six full uh, th- six full sellouts, no matter how they get it. Because when you're in that stadium and there's 36,000 people next to you, you don't care how they got there. You're there to enjoy the game. Uh, I think it's also a foregone conclusion. Booze is coming. It'll be there one way or another. Uh, they're going to redo the DeChevro area, I'm sure, for tailgating. Although I thought they did a pretty good job with that. They're going to certainly, once it gets cold, move things into indoor tailgating as well, or they'll do both at the same time. They're going to sell. They're going to have to sell parking spaces without a BAA memberships attached to it or season tickets attached to it for people who just want to park and party. The whole if you 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 go down to Albertson Stadium like I was there five hours before every game, and and looking around anywhere from two about maybe an hour and a half before the game. The east side of Albertson Stadium's parking lot in between uh, Extra Mile Arena and Albertson Stadium, it's a ghost town. There's very little tailgate. You wouldn't even know. There's very little tailgating going on on that side of the stadium. Now, of course, most of the tailgating is all done on the west side where I think it's pretty robust and it's a great atmosphere. Uh, Comparatively speaking to other places across the Mountain West, it's as good or better than all. So... Uh, there's a lot of positive things uh, that are happening here, and I do think that they'll get there. I'll get to why Boise State, it's not positive. They're not favored to uh, beat Central Florida, but the schedule came out. And when I look at these schedule announcements, I, I look at it like, okay, can you max out fan attendance with the way it's laid out, and can you win? Was it designed? Well, so far, so good, because three of the home games already are scheduled for 7 or 7.30. That's great for fans. And you only have back-to-back home games twice, and there's eight day and there's eight days apart on those two games, uh, and it leaves open a Saturday because they're Friday to Fridays, and that's a positive thing when you have a game at home, for example, uh, against UTEP on a Friday, and then that next Saturday night on the 11th, well, you do whatever you want, and then on the 18th of September. A week from that Saturday, they didn't have a game. Well, you get Oklahoma State. So you get a Saturday night to do something different. And I think that's a positive. So it's a good schedule. Um, there's there's some great flexibility here for fans' schedules and their own personal lives to work in a, a Boise State football game. Uh, I think that's great. Uh, when it comes down to what the coaches may be looking at all this stuff, uh, moving that Central Florida matchup, to Thursday night is great for exposure. It's an ESPN game on a Thursday night. Um, But I also believe that their backs are against the wall. We're going to talk about this in a minute. Their backs are against the wall against this Central Florida team. This will be a highly emotionally charged home team in Central Florida. 
Uh, this is Mr. Today playing Mr. Yesterday in their minds. Uh, they have a lot to prove in their mind that they're the group of five champion and blah, 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 blah. And not that Boise State may or may not feel that way, but I know Central Florida feels this way. Uh, so putting more spotlight on that game, giving Central Florida even a bigger platform to uh, get excited about, I don't know that that's a great situation. Um, you know, looking at the extra day of preparation that Boise State gets for both the UTEP and Oklahoma State games, that's great. Coaches love that because when you go from a Thursday night game and you play then a Friday night game and you play a Friday night game, you don't have another one till a Saturday night, you're gaining a day, which is awesome and a little unusual. We've had schedules where they were actually losing a day of preparation, so that's positive. Uh, I even saw some positives in playing at 10 in the morning. And playing Utah State at 10 in the morning means you're, you're back in your own home by 6 or 7 in the afternoon, perhaps. And, and playing Logan, Utah in September, hey, no snow. You know, that's a great thing. You know, ditto for BYU. You got the BYU game on October 9th. You're not going to have any snow for that. The only snow games that Boise State may have to deal with this year could be home games. And, and that could be the home game against Wyoming on the 12th of November or perhaps uh, New Mexico on the 20th of November. Uh, the bye before Colorado State, I think, is a waste. That's too bad. I don't know that you need a bye to go to Fort Collins and play Colorado State at this point. Um, I think coaches all prefer those 10 o'clock kickoffs because then they don't have to sit around. And also, the, the players are fairly accustomed to it because they practice at like 7, 8 in the morning, 6 in the morning. And so playing at 10 to me uh, makes sense because it's you know a lot closer to when you practice. And I think that the coaches are have, have really changed their schedule and about half or more go with these morning practices and then you have these night games at seven and eight at night. It's not necessarily conducive to that. I always thought it was best to practice when you play, if at all possible, with kids you know, having their school the way they do and all that. It's not. But I never thought it was great to be practicing in the mornings and then have all your games late at night. But um I guess uh, so be it. You know, thanks for listening to this, the Kingdom of Pod. This is my 40th edition. Uh, rate it, review it, pass it along. Shoot me an email. Uh, get a hold of me. I can send this to you via email if you don't have a place where you download your podcast. Let's just get into briefly here the uh, Boise State point spread with Central Florida talking about that game. You know, so Boise State is right now a 10-point underdog. Uh, against Central Florida, and it could be nine at one place and eight, and it could start fluctuating, and I'm sure it will. Uh, but when you look at you know what Boise State's got right now, they got a new head coach who's never done it before. Uh, they've got a new offensive coordinator who, while had influence from Dan Hawkins, uh, may not necessarily be directly from the dirt cutter tree. Pretty close though. Uh, new new defensive coordinator, uh, no clear number one at quarterback right now. Uh, lack of a buzzworthy defensive line sack machine type person. There's no Curtis Weaver in the bunch coming back with accolades guaranteed to get sacks. You do have some headliners in Halani and Shakir, uh, but you have a loss to San Jose State the last time the people who set these lines saw Boise State, and then they had no bowl game to you know make more waves. If it could have been a good experience for Boise State, maybe people would feel a little bit different about them right now. Central Florida has the home field, the chip on their shoulder. They got the Kellen Moore type quarterback in Gabriel. They have a well-known offensive mind in Gus Malzahn. So 
probably a lot of reasons why this is a difficult matchup for Boise State and why they're not favored. I have no idea if they're going to go in there with the whole chip on their shoulder program, but they're going to have an opportunity to because there's not many people talking about how good or not good Boise State is. We'll see what the Mountain West media coaches do. They'll probably vote them in one more, you know, again as a favorite to win at least the Mountain Division. Uh, as it relates to the Oklahoma State game, which is the third game of the season, uh, there was a, I think it's a South Point in Las Vegas casino that put the odds at Boise State already at home against Oklahoma State, underdog by four points. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the same reasons as it relates to coaches and quarterbacks and all that. Uh, but, you know, Oklahoma State, they got 12 starters back. You know, they lost their running back. They don't have a first-team all-conference quarterback in that Sanders kid. Uh, they Yeah, they manhandled Boise State in, in Stillwater. Um, so it's a little, I guess, surprising to me that they're that iffy, really, on Boise State. And that's the way it is, man. You can flower it, color it, say what you want. That's the bottom line. And whether Andy Avalos will choose to motivate the players with external stuff like that or not, uh, only time will tell. Uh, they seem to be pretty self-motivated just to be able to play for him and his staff uh, without that other stuff. But for now, uh, that's where we're at. All right, that's it. That is a... 40th edition of the Kingdom of Pod, Boise State football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more, and uh, we'll see what happens with this Boise State schedule. Right now, the news is a little light, so we're keeping these in between 20 and 25 minutes. Enjoy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.